This message is brought to you by Croydon Tabernacle, a part of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Our mission is reconciling the individual, community and the nation to God. Be blessed as you listen. Father in heaven, we thank you. We bless and we glorify your holy name. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your grace. Glory be to your holy name. Brethren, within our individual heart, I just like us to approach the throne of grace for this moment, that the word that is coming forth, that the Lord will cause the words, his words, to be established in our hearts. That beyond even what is being spoken of today, the Lord himself will minister unto us. The Holy Spirit divine will help us will minister his words expressly to us, that the word will benefit us, that the word will profit us, and that we shall give testimonies, we shall see even the workings of the word of God in our lives continually. Even as we strive on daily basis to renew our minds, to, re to draw our hearts closer unto God, that the Holy Spirit will help us even to bring manifestation of his power, even to occur upon our lives in the name of Jesus. Let's speak with God right now. Let's talk to God and let's ask that God himself will minister life unto us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. Glory be to your holy name, O Lord, for we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, Please can, okay, I don't know why my video just went off again. I think I must, I must, I must have mistakenly touched something. Is it, thank you so much, is the power of technology or one of those buttons, you know, fingers that you just touch and something happened, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, amen. May God continue to bless us and to keep us in the name of Jesus. There's something I just want us to quickly pray for ourselves. Um, um, again, uh, for, uh, for this week, the uh, Bible says in uh, Esther chapter 9, um, we know the story of you know, Esther very well. It says in verse 2, say, on the day that the enemies of the Jews had hoped to overpower them, the opposite occurred, in that the Jews themselves overpowered those who hated them. And I could just pray to God right now that every plan of the enemy to overpower us, the Lord will cause a reversal in the name of Jesus. Every enemy, every power of the occultic, every power of the darkness that are just orchestrating or they have set it in motion to overpower us in any of our ways that God himself, the blood will stand for us, the cross will stand for us, and there shall be a reversal in the name of Jesus. The Lord will fight for us, and so shall it be. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father Lord. Glory be to your holy name. Today we just want to, you know, speak on what um, we have called or titled Remove Not the Ancient Landmark. It's a, a direct quote or quotation from the Bible. And it's important that, you know, uh, regularly uh, we'll bring ourselves to this remembrance that will bring the word of God closer to our heart, that we admonish ourselves, that we encourage ourselves, 
because a lot of things are happening that can easily make us to be led astray, that can easily make us to neglect the words of God, that can gradually take us away from the love of God. And there's no point gaining the whole world, gaining the whole earth, and losing our souls, just as the Bible has encouraged us. And that's why, you know, uh, God himself laid this in my spirit. Within myself, I struggle a little bit, but the Lord just continue, you know, to expand more and more in my heart. And I know that there's a purpose for which God has laid this in my heart, you know. And I just want to appeal that we open our heart and, you know, be able to receive directly from the throne of grace today. And I pray that God himself will back up, back up his words with power that requires in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, verse 28, it says, remove not the ancient landmark. Hallelujah. Remove not the ancient landmark. Now, like I said earlier, there are a lot of things happening in our surroundings, in our communities, in the world that we live, in the schools that we attend, in our workplaces, among people that we associate with, even in the church of God, there are a lot of things that are happening. There are a lot of doctrines that are being preached. There are a lot of, you know, things we hear, you know, when we, you know, uh, switch on our television, when we put on our, our computers, you know, there are so many programs going on. There are so many even the, the, the so-called movies or films that are supposed to be Christian movies that are supposed to chronicle the love and times of Jesus. We have seen, you know, a lot of compromises. We have seen, we have read from a lot of, you know, Christian actors and actresses, even the musicians that God has been using in, the, in, the, in, in his house that, you know, people, you know, marketers will call them to say, we love you, we like you, we want you to, you know, uh, uh, produce, you know, or present this for us. But the only thing is that, can you just remove that word Jesus? Or can you just remove this particular message? We don't want it so that it can make an appeal to the world. That is the kind of the world that we live in on daily basis. Our children attend schools. They mix with different people, children who have different backgrounds. If the foundation is destroyed, Bible says, what can the righteous do? In the midst of these challenges, sometimes there is a confusion. There's a confusion of what to believe any longer, of who to believe any longer. There's a confusion even with among ourselves on different doctrines of, 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 of even the Bible that different things we read, we see in the social media. How are we coping? How has God been guiding us? And I guess that is one of the reasons why, you know, uh, Solomon in, in, in his wisdom, in the wisdom that God, you know, gave him, brought out this as, 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 as an advice to the people to say, ensure that in whatever you do, do not remove the ancient landmark. In spite of the technology that is happening on daily basis, that, that is bringing a lot of changes to the world, to the world that we live in, in this contemporaneous world, that irrespective of what is happening, ensure that the ancient landmarks are not removed. Brethren, in Psalm 137, the children of God, the children of Israel who were in captivity, they got to a level that the mockers brought them together and they said, can you sing? you know, your song, we want to listen to your song. And the children of Judah were saying among themselves, 
How then shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? They refuse to forget their landmark. They refuse to forget the ancient landmark. They refuse to forget their history, where they were coming from. How much can we say of ourselves as believers today, people of God? How much of God, you know, spirit have we retained in our lives? How much has this, you know, been guiding our daily lives, the things that we do on daily basis? And I pray that God himself will help us even as we live this Christian life, even to a glorious end in the name of Jesus. I will turn, I rush very quickly. Uh, it says an object, talking about the landmark now, uh, those who are town planners or surveyors will know so much about these pillars or beacons that are you know, set aside in different, on different lands. It's, it's a mark you know, to be able to know this is where my territory stands from, and this is where my territory ends. There has to be a boundary, there has to be a line, so that what belongs to you will not, you know, by act of commission or omission, you know, get into my own area. It says, an object or feature of a landscape or town that is easily seen and recognized from a distance, especially one that enables someone to establish their location. It points the way, it allows you to, to know this is the boundary. I must not go beyond this place. These are the doctrines that God has given us. This is, you know, these are the things that make, that are made the, the apostles, you know, to be established even when Christ was transferring, you know, dominion and power unto them. After Christ left them, you know, he gave certain instructions that the Holy Spirit will come stay in a particular place. And they stayed in the upper room and the Holy Spirit power came unto them. They refused to go beyond those boundaries, beyond those landmarks that Christ set for them. And indeed, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and the work of God began earnest, in earnest. And so it's, it's, it's gotten to a level now. How are we covering up with those words? The foundation have been laid, you know, with the landmarks quite set, the ancient landmarks set. How are we moving on with those landmarks? Are we compromising in any way, you know, against what God has given us? There's a reference point, it could be a, you know, a case in, in, in judgment history, it could be an object for direction. There was a case of, 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 a, of a young boy that got lost you know, in, in the area, in, 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 the, in the area where, where he lives. And, and, and as, as, as he was trying to find direction back home, it, it appears he was getting further and further even away from home. So along the line, you know, I, I listened to that story from one of the men of God, and along the line, you know, uh, uh, the, 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 the police, you know, cast up by and saw this boy wandering and said, boy, what can we do for you? How can we help you? Where are you from? Where, who are your parents? What's your name? And the boy answered them. Obviously, he mentioned to them that he got lost. And they said, so how do we trace you back? Then the boy remembered that there's a cathedral, there's a church, you know, in his neighborhood. And that church has in front of it a very massive you know, cross, cross of Christ. And the boy said to them, if you take me to that cross, I will find my way home. If you take me to that cross, I will find my way home. And the boy recognized the landmark that could make, you know, way for him. And, you know, he was able to find his way back home because of that landmark, because of the cross. What is the landmark that we are looking onto? How are we faring in the areas of landmark? And a bit back to you know what we read in uh, what we seen Proverbs 28, 
God himself gave instructions in Numbers 34. You know, this has to do with, this, with, the, with the Israelites getting back to, 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 to that land of promise. And God said to them that, you know, to Moses to say, command the children of Israel. You know, when you come into the land of Canaan and these are the boundaries, then your south quarter shall be from the wilderness of Zin along the coast of Edom. If you read further up to verse 12, you see how God has clearly demarcated clear landmarks. These are your boundaries. These are within the areas I want you to operate. Do not go beyond these areas. If you do that, you are disobeying me. And from verse 13 to the end, he also mentioned the tribes as they are going to allocate those land clearly defined with beacons, with landmarks that will help them. And it says in Deuteronomy 19, 14, clear warning, thou shalt not remove thy neighbor's landmark, which they of old time have set in their inheritance. Praise the Lord. These are clear instructions for them. I'll move very, 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 very quickly. And we look at the significance of these landmarks, their identities. You identify by the landmark that you have, that you look at, that you see on daily basis. Praise the Lord. They are set to demarcate boundaries. It gives, you know, uh, laws and regulations of what and what you are permitted to do, what you are not permitted to do, even as a believer, even as a Christian. It, 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 it's a reminiscence of, of our history, of our tradition, and help us as we navigate our ways into the future. It, 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 it recognizes and reenacts the covenant that we have set or that God has set with, with us, starting from our father, Abraham, our progenitor, even unto Isaac, unto Jacob, and up until today. And we could see that at different points in time, these men of God, they had encounters with God and to recognize and to ensure that there is no generational gap so that a time will not come when the new pharaoh will not know about Joseph any longer, when identity will be lost among generations, which is happening right now in these our generations, in these our ages. They ensure that they made some clear landmarks so that they recognize those places. And it says, even the, the one that <clears throat> comes very close to attention is in Joshua chapter 4, and verse 21 and 22. And they spake unto the children of Israel, when your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying what mean these stones hallelujah when a time will come when those when the when the children that, that you are giving birth to they will ask you they want to know about those traditions they want to know about those histories they want to know about how god has helped you because the 12 stones that were taken was you know from 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 the <clears throat> middle of the when they were crossing the river Jordan, they took 12 stones away, each one representing the tribe. And God said to them, in the event that your children will ask you in the near future that what means these stones, please be able to explain to them so that they will not be lost in transition. Hallelujah. I am not sure something is happening for us today. Otherwise, in our churches today, even in this country, very unfortunately, which, you know, we read in history that the foundation was laid on the word of God. A lot of the young ones, you don't see them in churches. You know, when you go to the, <clears throat> to the churches, you see the older men and older women. And I had interaction with one or two, you know, in the past, and the only excuse they give is that our parents never, you know, they, they, they've never taken us to church to worship. So you see how the generations are missing out. You see how they are losing out. You see how the world is getting corrupted on daily basis. 
how are we enshrining these landmarks this 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 direct ordinances of god how are we impressing them in the heart of the generations that are coming behind christ says when i come back will i still find faith you know <clears throat> on the head these are a whole lot of things which should give us which we should reflect on <clears throat> excuse me you know regularly so as to be able to continue to be in the in, in in the confines that god has set us to where god has set our feet so we're able to fulfill destinies and fulfill purposes in life there's a fantastic story in genesis 24 26 we can read that where isaac was digging wells and we found out that the wells he was digging they were actually in in the same spot that his father you know had dug well before and the philistines you know had come to, to, to cover them. So it was easy because there was a mark, there was a landmark. It was easy for him to go back to those places and you know, ensure that those, <clears throat> those wells are dug. Now let's, let's move very closely, uh, quickly because of our time. What does that cross represent today? You know, it's a, it, 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 it's a re spiritual rebirth for us in this generation. In this age, even after Christ, Christ has made a lot of changes, even has transformed the whole message. Now, the cross represents a landmark. The cross is a symbol of pure love and holiness. We've, we've been preaching, if I just uh, last Sunday, Pastor Cowdell just preached about the message. You know, it, it, is, it symbolizes pure love. You know, the Bible says, for God so loved the world. And I so much like that particular verse because it explains the beginning, the genesis and the revelation of the Bible. It's born out of God's love. Otherwise, you and I will not be seated here today, you know, when we probably will have found so many other things to do. We'll not be able to sit down today and be listening and be praying to God and be looking you know, to the face of God and be trusting God even for a better tomorrow. And that's, that cross symbolizes pure love and holiness. And it comes with a lot of messages around it. The whole thing is, is just simplified in that cross of Christ, which is our landmark, which is our Asian landmark that we need to ensure that, you know, we abide with and we abide by. The process of getting to that place was very painful you know, for Christ, but in the end, he was able to triumph. He says in Colossians 2.15 that he has triumphed over them. He has triumphed over the enemies. He has triumphed over every challenges. And that is the reason why you and I have that freedom, have that liberty today. It's a place of salvation. It's just for you and I to look onto that cross and confess Jesus with our mouth and have belief in our heart that indeed God raised him. That's the simple thing God asks us to do, you know, for you to appreciate that message of the cross. If you see, you know, Romans 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, you know, Romans chapter 7, uh, uh, chapter 8, a whole lot of those messages about the, the cross, you know, and what we are supposed to do to ensure that we get, you know, aligned, with God's plans and purposes ever since the time of transformation into a new creation of 2 Corinthians 5.17. So how are we fearing in that landmark? And I also need to stress the fact that anytime you do something that is contrary to the will of God, you are removing the Asian landmark. Anytime that you allow sin 
to take the upper edge of our, of, 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 of our thinking, to take the upper edge of our actions, you have removed the ancient landmark. And this should be a guide unto us. And that's why the Bible says we should check ourselves. Lamentation 3.14 says, search and, and search your ways and return unto the Lord. Same thing in 2 Corinthians 13, 13 verse 5. The Bible expects us to examine ourselves periodically. How are we fearing in the faith? How are we fearing in the Lord? How are we fearing in the things that God has committed into our hands? Are we showing love the way we should show love to our neighbor? Are we showing love unto God? Following those two laws, love your God with all your heart, with all your mind. Say, say the second is like this, love your neighbor as yourself. So upon those two laws stand every other law. How are we fearing in this law of God? How are we fearing in expressing love to our neighbors? How are we fearing in maintaining the significance of the cross? How are we fearing to ensure that the message of the cross is not lost you know, within our lives, praise the Lord, because a lot of things you know, are happening around about us. The Bible says in Romans 6, uh, verse 1, that can you know, sin continue? And we ask for grace to see a ban. These are two things that you know are separate items. There's no way sin will continue and we have, and we still ask that grace should abide. You know, so this you know, grace is, is a work of, of the cross, it's an outcome of the cross, which God you know wants us to enjoy. Hallelujah. Paul, you know, in, in Romans 7, when we have time, please let's read. We see how Paul struggled within his, himself. You know, up to Roman chapter eight, where he says that the law of the spirit, you know, as 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 you know, prevail over the laws of the of, of the of, of the flesh. Hallelujah! And so we have victory because of that. And in that, how are we fearing within ourselves? How are we fearing with our children? How are we fearing with the words that what God has committed to our hands? How are we fearing within the communities God has placed and has located us? Hallelujah. Because the instruction was clear to the Israelites. These are the boundaries. Don't go beyond those boundaries. Because if you go beyond those, certain things are not, you know, are not expected to happen. And unfortunately for us in this age, in this race, liberalism is now promoted. The standards of faith have been compromised because even in our, among our leaders today, among our religious leaders, among the leaders of our nations, among ourselves as Christians, a lot of us, we have abandoned the ancient landmark. A lot of us, we have compromised on what the cross represents and what the cross stands for, even in our lives. And that's why standards and faith are being compromised. And that's why a lot of, you know, doctrines, a lot of things that are not permitted, you know, are, are, are taking ground and are being and are spreading so fast. That's why the nations of this world, even our leaders, could, will not see anything wrong in those, you know, sins that destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And we only make, you know, justification to say, yeah, they are allowed. This is what is happening. And we, liberalism has, 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 has taken place, has you know, made people to change, stand to change opinion. We no longer you know, have, we no longer recognize the importance of that cross, the importance of why God has saved us, you know, to the extent that things happen these days and we just fold our hands and we try to justify them. And I know that God indeed will ask us, will, at a point we need to give account of ourselves 
unto God. You know, if things that, you know, because of those practices, God could destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, then these days we, we allow a whole lot of those things to permit the, 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 the length and breadth of the, of the world, and our nations are, are just revealing in those things, and why won't, you know, uh, uh, pestilences happen in the land, in our lands? Why won't coronavirus come forth? Why would God stand up to fight for nations when nations have, have compromised on the standards, on the faith? Even we as Christians in our communities, in, in our working places, anytime, you know, a lot of things we, we go through, a lot of, you know, rules and regulations, but the moment we refuse to, 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 to make our expressions of what God stands for, we have compromised the standard and the faith. And I know that God indeed will not be happy with what is happening around these days. And I pray that God will help us to be able to have the courage to speak that word in an heart of season in the name of Jesus. That power, staying, the apostles staying within the power of the cross because the, the cross was just so clear to them. It was just immediately after. And that helped the apostolic movement to be spread. That helped the apostolic movement to be established. And that helped them to ensure that they followed the, the, the Lord's way. Hallelujah. That brought a constant reminder of the covenant that they had with Christ before he departed. The same covenant that has been transferred to every one of us as believers today. That indeed, God has standards. God has a purpose. God's standards are, 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 are different from the word standard. And that's what is being established everywhere. That, 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 that you know, a friendship with the world is an enmity with God. You know, the, 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 sometimes the, the, the ways of God appear to be foolish. It appears as foolishness unto us, unto the world. But God knows what he's doing. And when we stay within the cross, we stay within, the, within God's sight himself. Psalm 91 is very clear. You know, about those who stay within the confines, you know, secret place <clears throat> of the Most High. Hallelujah. And when we stay within the cross, what, we, what happens is there is a focus on the cross. And boisterous winds will come, just like it happened in Matthew 14. The moment Peter took away his face from <clears throat> being focused, it began to sink. Hallelujah. And <clears throat> believers experience this on a daily basis. A lot of things are happening to us in our homes. In our, in, our, in our Christian lives, in our workplaces, in our businesses. Sometimes we need to check our lives and ask, you know, that God will please have mercy on us as we return back to him fully so that whatever that seems to be having challenges, the Lord will bring restoration and rebuilding will become a lot easier even where things appear to have been lost. And I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. I'd like us to just pray <clears throat> and ask God to help us because sometimes it's not easy. And ask for that grace that will keep us to stay within the limits, the confines of the landmark that God has placed with us, that God has shown us, that the ability to, the grace to focus on the cross at all times, so that we will not move outside the confines, the, the comfort zone that God has set for us. I want us to just commit our lives into the hand of God and ask for that grace, the grace to be committed, the grace to stay focused within God's landmark, within the ancient landmark that God has given us. I want us to ask God for that grace today and that going forward, will not, will not, will not move away from that cross, will not move away from the purpose of God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. Glory be to your holy name. Father, we honor you. Lord, we bless and we glorify your holy name. 
We ask for ability. We ask for grace, even to remain focused on you. Oh, Lord, that nothing, nothing shall take us away from the love of God. In the name of Jesus, the ability to recognize you, the Holy Spirit guidance of our lives that will keep us in check so as not to stray away from your presence, so as to ensure that we recognize those landmarks, those ancient landmarks, and we stay within those confines that God himself will continue to enrich us with those. At the end of the day, our inheritance shall be assured in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. Glory be to your holy name. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. For adventure, there's anyone who has not given his life to Christ and you are listening to this voice today, just quickly, within a few seconds, just pray to God. Ask him to come into your life. Ask him that, that the message of the cross that God himself will reveal unto you so that at the end of the day, you will not be a waste in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord, for we pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. We hope that you were ministered to through this message. If you have any comment on this presentation or would like to contact us, our address is 38 to 40 Parsons Meet, West Croydon, CR03SL. To speak to a member of our team, you can call us on 0208-688-466. Our website address is www.croydontabernacle.org.uk. Thank you and God bless.